Welcome to Horror Business Episode 6. Today is the episode that many of you have been waiting for. We have our Facebook expert, John Lee, with us today to unravel the mystery of how these ads can work for you as an author. Welcome, John. We really appreciate you being here. Um, can you take a minute to just tell us what it is you do and how you got to be so good at Facebook ads, and then tell us, do they actually work? Sure. Mark, Lucy, thank you guys for having me. Uh, my name is John. Uh, I've been in digital marketing, I would say, since 2010 or so, so going on 12, going on a dozen years now. Um, I, I started in this with zero education and no background in marketing, nothing. I, I came from like a regular, really regular nine to five. Um, I got into it because I just was bored with whatever I was doing at the time, and I was like, man, there's... And I was reaching an age where I'm like, well, you really need to dial it in. Like, you can't just keep bouncing in from place to place. And I had a conversation with a buddy that was in digital marketing, but in a very different vertical. And um, he ran this massive, like, affiliate network, which is a whole other side of this. And um, he mentioned to me, he's like, man, he's like, Facebook had just rolled out self-serve before uh, to work with Facebook, you had to be, you know, Apple or Coca-Cola or one of these and sign a contract and like, here's our ad space and here's our offerings and and this is what we did it. And then Facebook rolled out like, hey, you can just come onto our platform and buy ads yourself. So uh, they had just rolled that out and my buddy said, man, there's a lot of money to be made in this. He's all, I don't know how to do it. Um, someone, as soon as it came out, put out like a Facebook 101 course and he was, he was like, go through this thing and let me know what you think. And so I went through that thing and I said, yeah, yeah, we could do this. We fell into lead gen because that was the closest thing of like, hey, we started working with like banks actually for like mortgage and uh, loans and things like that. And slowly but surely we got away and we started doing more traditional e-commerce brands. a lot of clothing brands and things of that nature. And uh, I've been doing that since. Uh, uh, I continue to do that. I stepped away from that particular company, started my own like small agency. Uh, and then like, even that I'm like, I still run that really small team for four folks. Um, and then I, uh, I started doing like more consulting because I even further was like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this day to day, you know, sitting in the trenches yeah. and, and this stuff, the stuff that I'll be telling your audience to do. <laughs> yeah, it, it's stuff that we need to do. But uh, I, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to step a little bit away from that. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, really, really blessed. Yeah, like I, I've had anything from mom paw shops and brands that are literally just starting and getting, you know, bootstrapped, getting getting up and running to, like, running Fortune 500 companies. Uh, really happy and, and lucky to be doing this. So I love you that you're willing to talk to mom and pop shops and the smaller people as well as the Fortune 500. That's, I, will, I, love that. I will never get rid of that. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because sometimes, like, the thing about this is usually my time, for the most part, is the same. Or running a company that spends a hundred thousand dollars a month in Facebook to the company that spends five hundred dollars a month in Facebook, or the person that's spending five hundred dollars in Facebook, 
the work is the same. The amount of work is the same. The pay is a lot different. <laughs> yeah. but, but I really do enjoy seeing people yeah. succeed. The, the gratitude probably is, is a much yeah. better reward for you. That's awesome. So it sounds like the Facebook ads do work. Um, so if they work, I know you maybe not haven't worked in the vertical of authors, but I'm telling you, they seem to fail a lot for us. Do you have any ideas why they might be failing? Um, you know, I don't think that it's limited to to just authors because I'm in a lot of Facebook groups um, and forums and stuff like that. And extremely common is the post that Facebook ads don't work and someone throwing up their arms at it and flailing. Um, they do. Uh, the problem with Facebook ads is uh, there are some best practices, but there is no cookie cutter um, strategy for Facebook. And a lot of times like someone, an author or something like that will be like, Oh, I saw, I got served an ad from this guru, which I, I actually hate. Oh, those, those master classes where they get up there. Yeah. You give me 45 seconds. I'll tell you how to make $45,000 using Facebook ads. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I almost feel like when I see things like that, like I almost know that the information is going to be outdated. Like John and I work together all, you know, uh, we, we talk every week and every week there's something new. There's something new with Facebook that we need to start considering. There's something new with Instagram where I notice something on my end of like the social media account that I run and something has changed. There's a new ad unit. They're pressing their priority for Facebook is that they want people to use that ad unit. So they're going to distribute it more. These are things that change on a daily and weekly basis in Facebook. If you have someone who's branded themselves as a guru and their whole thing now is teaching you how to use it, they're going to be giving you super outdated information because they don't work on this stuff anymore. And it is likely completely changed. Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> that's the thing with that. And then I think folks buy something like that and then they feel really defeated because it's like, oh, some of these courses are, you know, $1,000, $2,000. And it's like, they, they pin you because it's like, oh, you got to invest in yourself and you got to invest in yourself. And then it's a really good sales pitch. And you do it, you go really study this stuff, and then you're out there like just neck deep in, in ad spend and stuff like that of like, well, nothing is happening on my end. So they do work. And even then, like, you know, as much as I hate some of those gurus, I won't say all of them because there are there those guys, there's legit guys that are doing that. Sure. Um, it just depends though. Like, look, if, if a guy that like is an affiliate, like I was talking about, like running that kind of offer in the beginning is teaching you how to be an affiliate. That strategy is so different from what like the brand that Lucy works with, um, does or something that an author might need. So the strategies are ever evolving. And then on top of it, it's like, what are you trying to sell? What are you trying to market? Um, what works for one doesn't work for the other. Cause I've ran literally like even some of the clothing brands. So, uh, you know, I did a lot of streetwear brands. Uh, I just happened to like get tied into it. Like I lucked out when I, I ventured off on my own and I did like streetwear brands and some reputable ones and it'll be a brand owned by the same brand, right? Like there's a parent company and owns two brands and I'm like, they're so overlapping as far as audience and targeting. The only difference is like, a slight price tier between the two and because we ran success with this one you know naturally i'm like well we'll we'll do a similar strategy for this other brand that they want to launch 
this one like fizzles, whereas this one is sizzling hot with the identical strategy with the same person doing it. So then we have to revisit this one and change it. So they do work. It is complicated, but uh, hopefully I can help them cut through some of the malarkey that is involved in Facebook ads. So what are the elements of a successful campaign? Like, what are the things that they need to take into account? Because I know you first have, you have the actual ad itself, but then you have all of everything that you need to do in like the back end of Facebook ads manager. Yeah. So, um, so Facebook ads manager, I don't want to get too much into that because that is something that like anyone can do, right? Like, and you've seen it, Lucy is like, anyone can go and launch an ad. And then all the authors that are probably listening right now is like, I've ran the ad, you know, like I pushed the button to run the ad and set the ads. Setting up the ads is generally not too difficult and it's readily available. Facebook offers courses within uh, themselves, like teaching, like Facebook blueprint, I believe it's called. They offer a certification. It's not too much money. The last I checked, I think it was like $200. You don't even need it to get the certification cost $200, but you can go through the entire course, take practice tests and whatnot, and just learn the platform. Oh, and wow. I, I do recommend people do that. You can take a Facebook like one-on-one class. Like uh, This is uh, through Facebook? Yes, it's through okay. Facebook. It's, I don't know what it's called now since they just did uh, switch to Meta. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's Meta notification <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find it and I'll link it below. Yes. But um, I'm happy to answer questions in, in regards to that. But uh, I would say that there, there are some nuances in there because you do have to take what Facebook says with anything that you hear from experts, even myself with like a grain of salt, because like, where's your mind when they're talking about this? Um, Facebook does, uh, I, I hope they're not listening because weird stuff happens when to our accounts when I throw any, uh, you know, slander their way, but uh, um, they drink their own Kool-Aid. So they'll tell you stuff like brand awareness and, uh, you know, all of these different units that, uh, or video, oh, hey, run your ad for video views, or run your ad for clicks, or take a little pause because I'll, I'll say this, Facebook's algorithm and their system is very good at doing whatever you ask it to do. If you sign up for an ad and say, give me the most clicks as possible, Facebook knows all these users that are very clicky users, right? Like, and that could, and you know, Generally, that's like Gam Gam down the street, like 85 years old, doesn't know what she's doing on her computer or on her phone. And it's like, oh, what's this? Just click on everything uh -huh. with no intent to buy. Gotcha. So be conscious of that. Um, or someone that's like, you can buy an ad unit that gives you the most views. And people that watch a ton of videos are not necessarily people that buy. So I would recommend that you... If you're trying to sell the book, if that's your thing at this moment, the website's ready to go, like just send them to the to like the page where, to order the book, whether it's Amazon, whether it's your own website. Okay. We would say send them there and ask Facebook to drive a sale because you can do that with pixels. Uh, I don't know if that's lined up in the questions, but that's that's how Facebook tracks. Uh, they 
it works very, very similar to cookie tracking, you know, like uh, you place a piece of code on your website and it, for the most part, if you use like Shopify or something like that, that's simple, it's a very easy process to install. You, you Shopify will have a field where it says, hey, go grab your Facebook pixels, which is a set of numbers, put it here and we'll place it through the entire site. Okay. So it will recognize things like, hey, someone showed up on the page. It'll be able to identify that, hey, someone added the book to cart. Someone abandoned cart or someone made the purchase. And Those you'll are find like, that out through Facebook could tell you or through your Shopify? Both. Wow. Both will tell you okay. um, The power in feeding it to Facebook is that you can feed its algorithm uh, by saying, like, if you tell Facebook, if you set up an ad that, like, shows your book, goes to your website with a link to purchase your book and everything, the tracking is set up. When someone purchases, it sends that signal back to Facebook. Facebook now has a profile of someone that has purchased your book. And you eat, when you have enough data, it takes a little bit, right? When you have enough data, you can say, hey, show me people that look like this. This person that made this purchase and find more of that. Um, it, they say the the number is something ridiculous, like 50 per day or something like that, which is like, man, that, that all sounds great, but it, if your product doesn't cost 10 cents, like if your product is $15, you know, like yeah. you can imagine what the cost is in, in getting 15 people or 50 people to, to go make a purchase. But it does pick up signal quicker than that. It's just with more data, it has a stronger signal that knows. It says, like, I know what the user looks like or someone that purchased, and I'm just going to keep serving the ads to people that do that more. So with your question, Lucy, I would encourage people to get closer to whatever their end goal is sooner rather than later. Uh, so if it's a book sale, things are ready to go, I would do that. The only reason I would hesitate, <laughs> here's a wrench for you guys, is uh, because we're working with smaller budgets generally, or from from what I imagine, you know, someone that's like not a massively backed by a massive publishing company and things like massive budget, is I would encourage you guys to marry that with uh, some organic social media. Like you can mix the two so where they work like kind of hand in hand with each other. Um, with some of the major brands that I work with, is like. They have dedicated social media teams that I don't even really like touch base with, you know. And but with the smaller, uh, smaller brands and mom and pa shops, like I really try to get involved in, in both ends because I know that you can offset a lot of the advertising costs if we can be at least like intelligent on the organic social media side. So. When you say organic social media, um, those would be like non-ad, like just regular things the company posts about. Okay, posting. Yeah, just posting your regular posts, being smart about that. Okay. Um, that, that's a whole. That's a whole. Nother, a whole other course, right? Okay. That's a whole, whole other thing, and it's like I'm like, how much time do you guys have? <laughs> well, we, I think we'd like to have you on for a couple for sure. But it's really yeah. nice yeah. to know that it sounds like the website's the way to go. And and Lucy just walked us through an episode of setting up like the homepage. Um, so maybe if we come back, I have a Shopify. I'd be more than happy to like film setting up something that's retargeting. Yeah. And that would be really cool because I didn't know that that was something you could do. Um, it almost I sounds do. like website better then. Website. Well, maybe, <laughs> right, right, maybe. <laughs> Here, here's John with the normal, like I, you, you, 
the website is generally better for you guys because you don't lose that percentage to Amazon. Uh, you know, you have all the data because if you send someone to Amazon, that stops there. Only thing that Facebook can see, Amazon's not sharing any of that data with Facebook, right? All these tech companies are, are giants that are competing against each other one way or another, and they don't share that data with each other. So if you send someone to Amazon, the only signal that Facebook knows is that I drove a click to this link that you told me. Everything that happens after that, they have no idea. And there's some like third-party software that you can tinker with, but that's a really massive scale gameplay, and I don't even, I can't even vouch for all of those that that do it. So Amazon, though, is I will say this is that if your book happens to be on Amazon, there is a trust. It's a trust logo, right? Like yeah. if I go and make a purchase from Amazon, I'm like, well, no matter what I do. I know that I'm backed by Amazon on this. So whether the book sucks or it doesn't deliver, or for me as a impatient shopper nowadays, which I think most folks are, we've been spoiled where I'm like, I'm ordering it. I want to see it in two days. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing with Amazon, right? So if you're on, yeah. If you're on Amazon prime, I get free shipping. So it's worth testing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would maybe split the budget Ultimately, though, I'll tell you this from the big companies that I've worked with that do both Amazon and Shopify, they usually come back to me at some point and go, we need to focus more on D2C, which is like direct to consumer. We want to sell so that we can kind of cut Amazon out of there and not to vilify Amazon a little bit, but it's kind of scary what they have with you as an author. You guys are pretty protected, right? Mm -hmm. But as a you know, whatever, if I sold headphones or something like that, generic headphones or Bluetooth speakers, Amazon, they have all the data and all of a sudden you see like, oh, well, this specific Bluetooth speaker is crushing. It's outselling everything else. There's an Amazon Basics version of it, right? Yeah. They just go and make it and sell their own, hop their own brand on top of the brands that have like taken the time to do the legwork and build yeah. this. So, okay. Give and take, just be mindful of these things. Like they do do this stuff. Like I love the service that Amazon does and provides for me, but they do some, there's, you know, there's yeah. some shady things that happens in there. Wow. Like <laughs> they're selling the Amazon elements, liposomal vitamin where I'm like, what's <laughs> probably close to something else. Yeah. It's like they're reverse engineering this stuff. Um, no, it's good that this mindful of it. I think that's really great to hear. Mm -hmm. That's good. Cause you forget about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing too is that, okay, so like for, in terms of running the ads, I think that makes total sense. Like you want to optimize for what you want people to do. You don't really need to be raising awareness because your ad is already doing that by being out there. It doesn't need to be optimized for that many people, particularly since a lot of these are going to be people who are not actually going to take action, that they're just going to be people who whose f fingers might slip frequently and they yeah. accidentally play a lot of videos. And so, um, so the other elements I would say of the really successful um, of the, of the ads would be the creative elements, which we would be talking about the copy and then the imagery. So for the Facebook ads themselves, there's, I know that there's a lot of different 
what they're called what are called ad units that they have in Facebook. So your ad can take several different forms, and Facebook adds new ones all the time. So um, yeah, let's. I mean, we we could talk about the creative first before we start getting into the copy. So like, in terms of, can you describe like what some of these ad units are and which ones are generally perform best? Sure. So the ad units. Uh, what Facebook usually offers, like the main thing that you offer is a static ad, which is just an image, um, and then a video ad, which is obviously a video. Um, they have carousel and things like that where you load up. Like you've probably seen them where it's like one image, you slide over yeah. to another image, and each time you click on it, it goes to to like whatever it is. that With the carousel, you can put different products. So for... Uh, 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 author that's writing horror books, it's like you can show three of your different books in there and the cover of one, the cover of another one, and each one links to that specific book. Or you can do three different images that all link to the same book and tell like a little bit of a mini story in there. Okay. Um, so these, these things, uh, they all do the same thing. For me, uh, I lean towards video. Hey, a picture's worth a thousand words. A video is worth how much more um, you have to remember like something that, uh, that has made me successful in this is that I've never I've always been able to at least be close to a consumer versus like when I deal with like CEOs of the big company and stuff like man you're a billionaire you're so far disconnected from the way a yeah. normal operates <laughs> and on top of it they're married to their brand right they're like oh no I don't want to do that and yeah. They're already like, I'm hooked, I'll buy whatever from my brand where I'm like, are you guys language, uh, like uh, PC on here? Can I swear? Okay. Oh, no, yeah, you can swear a little bit. That's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Our authors uh, probably love that, yeah. All right. well, I, I, won't, I won't go too crazy, but um, they, they uh, I forget what I was even saying, but they are usually married to their own, their own brand, and uh, they forget that, like, People don't go on the social media to shop, right? That's the thing. Right. I'm on Facebook to like see what my friends are up to, how old their kids are, my family is doing this and that, or like people enjoying their time. We're disrupting their day with a piece of ad. So um, I would say video static though is okay as well. Um, I lean towards video, uh, but static you can make it work, but then you better make that image good. Like, it better be something eye-catching. It better be, you know, I'll see uh, I'll see some ads from big companies. Like, there's a electric vehicle company, like a, a big one that I saw an ad with. I'm like, wow, this is the worst ad I've ever seen. It's not, it's, it takes up, like, the whole screen, but the image itself is, is a fraction of it. And then there's, like, a lot of text in there where I'm like, these guys are probably spending something, like, $250,000 a month on this terrible ad unit. And then they'll be the ones that go like, well, yeah, man, Facebook sucks. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, well, no, because what you did is terrible. Um, well, One thing that I've, I've also seen too, is just the, like this, um, because of what, what John was saying about how we're disrupting the flow yeah. of it, is to try to make things look more organic, like look like they should be there in the feed. So having the content take like somewhat of the form of like what's going on in this feed. So you wouldn't have something like, like that's just totally alien. And it's just like, oh, 
obviously an ad, but it looks more native to the platform. So kind of working with like how people, I said this, we've talked about this at length, how this has been doing really done really successfully on TikTok in particular, but um, like just fitting in with the platform, using the best practices of content creators for that platform. Facebook's a little weird because like it doesn't have like a, it's just all over the place. Like everything is on there. You've got memes, you've got videos, you got like, you got all sorts of stuff. But in terms of advertising on the other ones, like Instagram in particular, which you can run your ads on, it makes a lot of sense to have an ad that is also optimized for that platform and for Instagram. So kind of thinking about it as like, let's be like, like instead of having billboard or something like in the middle of the feed, make it at least something that, that looks like the type of content that someone would want to watch or look at on Facebook. Yeah. I wonder a lot about that too, because I see a lot of people just do the cover. Right. And it's like, okay, well books are posted, but maybe you mentioned like memes, you see memes on there. Would it be funny to have like you as the author doing something with the book or, or certain things? I remember there was one when Tiger King was really popular. I think it was somebody like, it was like, you know, Carol Baskin and then the book was the Tiger King. It was like devouring it or something. Or I can't remember what the model was, right? Like one hired the other one to kill somebody. But it was something about like destroying the book and like getting into it. Would that be better than say, like, is that kind of what we're talking about for my non, uh, you know, social media brain? Sure. Um, I'm not going to be that much help to the audience, unfortunately, (laughs) now because I would say test it, right? Right. You have an idea like that, I would say test it. The, the beauty of Facebook is, is that you can test anything for a few bucks, you know, mm-hmm. and see if there's any legs there. Obviously, the more budget you have, um, the better, because I, I approach this very scientifically as like, we'll have ad units that we initially spent like the first like $50 on that is just flat line. Um, it depends on who it's being served up to. If you luck out, so if you tell Facebook in the beginning, say, hey, find me like 50 purchasers, and in the beginning it just goes to the wrong folks, mm-hmm. it just has bad signal and it can't make a read on things and it just wastes the budget. Whereas you can luck out with the same exact ad and it gets delivered to the right folks in the beginning and then it takes off. So the more budget you have, the better it is for for like a source of truth, right? Like uh, I don't take it as run all the ads and then spend $5 on each. And then you go like, oh, well, clearly I know this is the winner. It's like, well, I have a little traction here. Let's go with this. But don't be shy to revisit your original idea. Like if you do it a few times and it fails, then okay, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a bad. But I would say try it. Uh, Memes are great. I would say avoid the cover unless you have such badass art that it stops, you know, somewhere. But if your cover is, like, just text or, like, a dark screen, you know, like, uh, or a dark print on the top and maybe a little drizzle of blood or something, probably won't stop anybody right. in their foot track. So um, I would encourage video. I know video sounds scary to, like, uh, to like authors and stuff, or, and, and even smaller shops, right? Because they go, oh, well, production time and yeah. the cost of creating a video. Like, no. If... We're talking like if I'm running an ad to to push the podcast, uh, this podcast, like I would run a video of some edited clip of us talking about something interesting with this screen right here with our three faces. Like Uh people are like, oh, what are these guys talking about? Uh And then if our and we give it a good punchline with a headline to get into what Lucy is going to next is like, 
stop it with a good, really good headline, kind of like, you know, it, it has to be like almost clickbaity, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I try to avoid that because I'm like, uh, trying to be more like, uh, not scummy, but I'm like, ah, <laughs> we, we have to remember what we're doing here. It's like, we don't need to be clickbait, but we do need to put like a punchy headline yeah. and be smart marketers about it. Like, uh, you know, if we're doing this, I would put, do Facebook ads work? No, that's not really scummy. That's, that's something not, that people, yeah. yeah, that's people will be like, oh, I don't know. Let's see what these guys are talking about. That's interesting. And there's no cost in this. Mm-hmm. There's no cost. There's no overproduction. There's no too much time thinking about it. Like, I, I encourage folks to, to do stuff like this. It, it doesn't need to be super polished. As Lucy was saying uh, in the beginning, it's like when things are clearly ads, we as users, um, I, I, I'm an old man now. I don't know what people's ages are, but I've been on the internet like my whole life since the inception of the internet, right? So we remember when websites had banners all down the side, and banners mm-hmm. on the top, and the term banner blindness came out. Like we just stopped seeing these sections of the pages. They were always there. We stopped seeing it. The same way with Facebook is like if your ad is blatantly boring or an ad, like people are going to scroll right by it. So what Lucy was saying is that it looks more organic. It's like, hey, like there's a video of people zooming. Like it's organic because especially now in this time of the pandemic and whatnot, it's like everyone's used to Zoom. Everyone, they might be tired of it, but they're used to it. And we've seen it a bunch of times. So it's really common practice to see Zoom. Uh, it does feel native. It does feel organic. Like it, it could be your brother or your sister on a Zoom talking, and it, it, you know it's enough time for someone to like take a pause at our ad and pay attention. No, that so. helps a lot. That makes sense. Because when you're saying organic, like my brain kind of gets it, but now I'm seeing it. And you could even just be holding the book and do like a quick. Maybe you're reading yeah. just one paragraph and get somebody to stop. That makes sense because yeah. you would see people reading books and talking. And okay, yeah. so that makes a lot of sense. So. For our badass artwork, you know, you can put it up there. Maybe even so it's not a book, but just the artwork. Um, Just maybe, I know it's going to be different for everybody, but sometimes when you say you don't have to throw a ton of money at it, it does sound like $5 is way too little. Is there like a good ballpark? Like if I was going to run five different ads, I I mean, authors, you've got to have to pay something, but is $25 to $50 looking good or... I would say that it's fair for author, and I get it, like, you know, I... I, uh, you know, I totally understand, like, budget and asking people to just throw money at it. It is an investment into yourself. Uh, you know, you might not get it back right away. And a lot of times, uh, the, these gurus or whatnot, like, they stay, and especially Facebook. Facebook will tell you, like, oh, well, we can't have enough signal until you fire 50 purchases. Let's say your book is $20. 20 times 50, whatever the quick math is on that, right? Like, you got to imagine, like, hey, and if it costs me, if we're doing well, because these gurus and these marketing experts will, and Facebook will even show you all the success stories, right? Like, this company is doing 500% on their investment in here, right? So I'm spending $20, I'm getting $100 back. Wow. Don't set that expectation, right? Like. Your initial goal is to get your money back. If you spend twenty dollars and your book costs twenty, and I and I mean you're you're probably losing a little bit because there's no cost of your your the cogs of your creating that book and the time into it. But if we can spend 
$20 and get $20 back, be happy with that to start. Okay. Obviously, we can always improve, but set yourself a realistic goal. Like, just try to get that $20 back. Get one person to make that purchase, uh, and then you can optimize from there versus, like, oh, I expect to spend $20 and get, you know, $500 back on, on this. It's like, you can get there. I've worked with brands that do that and have this, this kind of success. But I do recommend, like, just if you break even, remember that on top of it, you're spreading the good word about your book. Like, right. there's there's a lot that goes behind that. Like, if you make a legitimate product, and you obviously for the authors, like, if you wrote a good book, uh, I think word of mouth is more powerful than any marketing that we can create. So like my only job as an agency or as a consultant is like, let me get your product out to the hands of the people and there's going to be word of mouth and they'll draw more, you know, like I'm going to much more uh, likely buy a product because Lucy said like, Hey John, I've, you know, on all of our time working together, I really like this thing. It's really cool. And I'm like, I'll take a look at that. Versus me seeing the ad for it, you know, it'll yeah. take me seven times of seeing the ad before I even consider it. So to get back to your question, Mark, I did one of those tangents is $50 is probably fair. Um, you know, I would recommend then if you're running five ads, right? Like you said it, you, you fired that off loosely, but I'll say this is that you can Facebook will allow you to put all of those ads into what they call an ad set. So we create an audience that we go after. We say, hey, people that like horror movies, mm -hmm. per se. And then we put all five of those ads into that ad set and then let Facebook dictate which ad works best because you can do that. At massive scale, and or not even massive scale, at scale with high budgets, you can do that because it will eventually test all of the ads and then pick a winner for you and tell you which ad is working the best. If you are starting out and you only have $50, what I would recommend is that you create five ad sets identical of the same five times of people that like horror, people like horror, people like horror, the same audience. And each one of those gets one of those ads, one of those five ads, and then $10 in each of those so that they all get $10 spent on them because what Facebook does and it's actually pretty bad at it, is its algorithm will very, very quickly say, this is the winner. It'll trickle it out and say, like, this ad is working the best, and it'll spend all the money on this one particular ad and not consider the other ones. So, okay. okay. So, and speaking of that, too, when you're talking about, like, different versions of the ad, when I used to work at a digital ad agency, we would do, like, single variable testing. Um, when we would test these things, that was a whole big thing was doing a B tests and you testing a single variable on each and just iteratively coming up with really what we would find to be the optimal ad. So the other areas of it to test for an author, because like, let's say like for making one video is going to be a headache enough for the author and making one image, but that's five ads. So now I think we can get more into like the copy, which okay. is another area that they can definitely test because there's a few different places to put copy in a Facebook ad and you can change all of those things and find out what people are responding to as well. Cause the copy is, I mean, the image is what's going to stop them. 
and the, the visual is going to stop them. No one's going to stop because of the copy. They're going to stop because of the big thing that you see. But the copy is going to be extremely helpful in actually getting them to take the action that you want. So can you tell us, like, you know, the different parts where you put copy in the Facebook ad and what makes good Facebook ad copy? Sure. Uh, so we, we touched on the creative, but the entire thing is a creative, mm-hmm. right? And you brought up a great point, Lucia, and Mark as well. As you, you know, we're talking about five videos, and one video is kind of a headache already to to get. And like, man, now I got to do this five times. You don't have to. You can run one. It's good to have a few out there. Uh, and then uh, to jump into the copy section is like you can have one video or one image, and then test three different headlines. So in an ad unit, generally on Facebook, there's various uh, offerings now. But for the most part, what we mostly see is what's in what's called our feed. So like when you go into Facebook, as soon as you start scrolling, that's considered the feed. That's the main ad unit that you're buying on Facebook or the one that you want the most because they'll sell you a lot of the other ones that are like kind of junky units. The, the feed is the best performing ad okay. unit, right? Um, uh, so we're going feed in a feed ad unit. There's the image or the video, which is like the visual part of it. And that's like kind of, we want it to be like the more attention grabbing one. And then there's the headline, which is like a headline on a newspaper where it's like, bam, like here's this big bold text, usually underneath of it, depending on where the ad unit is. But in the feed, it's usually underneath. Uh, that's the headline. And then there's the description, which is like, uh, above it, which is like the big block of text that you can have. Facebook has been continuously shrinking this because it used to be like you can put like a giant uh, blurb of text on there and it would show all of it. But now it does the thing where it's like read more. And then they shortened it to seven lines and then it went to five lines and then it's three lines now. So it's basically three lines that you can do. They, I've seen them test ones that are one. They don't tell you this. But I've seen the unit itself where I'm like, hey, there's one one line on here, and then it immediately goes to the read more. You can put as much text as you want in there. Um, uh, it just ab- abbreviates it, or it doesn't abbreviate it. It shortens it, and it says read more, and someone has to take an extra action to go and open that up. So I usually recommend people like be like kind of short and, and punchy with it, but there's... There's both sides of it. I, I've ran ads where it's like, wow, there's a story on there. And people are like, oh, my God. And there's some people that just dig through all of that and find something. But generally, it's like, remember, we're disrupting these persons day. Like, get to the point of, like, what yeah. we're doing. What, what is it? What's the benefit? Like, you know, or why is it interesting? Like, you know, get them to to the, the main points in that uh I would test that first. I would say that that's probably a more common and best practice than a long storyboard. But okay, because I have again, seen ones where somebody put like the whole, almost like a half of the first chapter, some like the whole couple pages. I'm like, that seemed like a lot, especially now when you could three short punchy ones read the whole first chapter, uh, and you click and they can go to the website then and either buy it directly or read the whole thing. Yeah, this is the power of video as well, Mark. Is that okay, cool, like, do we want to give them a little synopsis of the story or read the back of the story or a little short? Do that in the video. Or, and if you're embarrassed and you're shy and that's not really your shtick, like, I get it. Like, 
I do, I've done this stuff my entire life. There is not one single video of me anywhere, like talking on a, <laughs> a, a Facebook post or Instagram where I'm encouraging you guys to do it, but like, hey, this is not what I'm trying to get into. Right. So I get it. if that's not your thing, hire a guy on Fiverr. Okay. Fiverr is great. There's plenty of people that'll do it and do a voiceover for you. Right. Cool. If you don't want to do that, um, use TikTok. <laughs> great to be there. And um, they have tools. I mean, Facebook has it too, and Instagram where we've all seen the video where it's text overlay mm-hmm. and it's like the Siri voice of like, today, I blah, 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 blah. But people are so used to that that it's not instant rejection. It's not sponsored. Like a lot of people do that. So if it's not your thing to read over that, use that uh, voice to chat thing and, and let them narrate that for you, that little segment. Uh, again, on the TikTok, just rolled out where like Disney characters are in there. There's, uh, oh, wow. you know, you can literally choose like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch to like read over things. Huh. Uh, already awesome. I'm like, man, they're going to take it down because some jerk off is going to like make a video where they're saying lewd things, I you know? I was going to say like, when we get to yeah. our TikTok episode, I was going to tell you about my character that I'm going to do and how I might be reading mm-hmm. lewd things really quick on there. I can only imagine... Yeah, Bell or something reading yeah, Mark's exactly. horror stories. You know? <laughs> get on that now. We won't have time. We're going to be banned by we get to our TikTok episode. Yeah. But. Do it now, and you have that audio bit. <laughs> I would recommend that. Like, okay. So like you were saying, is like we don't want to put that entire thing in there. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's completely wrong. There's, there's right. a lot of folks that I've worked with that in this vertical – you know, coaching mm-hmm. or or uh, a personal development specifically, mm-hmm. like that actually works. That like wow, long old mm-hmm. thing, because it's actually a strategy that kind of like pre-screens people that are signing up because those folks sign up for leads, right? And yeah. it's like, man, you you'll get a ton of people with the short one, but then it's more work on your end to go through all of these leads that are not necessarily qualified. Yeah. So we put this giant barrier like the barrier to entry barrier up front entry. we have to the comb through all of this first so that we know at least like hey this person took the time they're more worth like me investing my time into them versus calling a thousand low quality leads so again like these are the kind of things that where you hear facebook works facebook doesn't work mm-hmm. facebook just for your audience uh, something that i've uh, i would like to believe that i'm a very humble person uh, but a saying that I've had is that if I can't make it work on Facebook, then there's something wrong with your product. Okay. Because I believe that you can make anything work on Facebook. It comes at the cost of time and money and you can substitute the two, right? So, uh, anything can work and I've done weird. So I'll share an example with you guys that made, this is what made me come up with this belief of mine is, <laughs> Uh, when we were running, we were starting to do e-commerce and stuff like that already. We still were doing lead gen, you know, people approach us. We got approached by a, uh, like a law office that was doing uh, uh, lawsuits. Uh, what's what's the one where like regular folks can sign up for it? Like, I, I forget the term. I'm, oh, I feel like an idiot right now. Like a, like a legal Zoom or something? Oh, yeah, class action. Oh, class, class action. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Went brain fart there. Mm-hmm. There's a class action lawsuit 
that we were generating leads for. Cool, no problem. Auto insurance, injury, easy all day or uh, own a Ford, this wasn't it. We had to generate leads for uh, vaginal mesh uh, surgery, like an insert. And it was it was some sort of operation where like, uh, it was a, it's a product that's in, like put in for usually common for women that just had like babies or like a, a mother or something like that that just, just had her baby. Because I guess in some cases, like the organs or whatever down there can shift downward and, and obviously that's dangerous. So they put this mesh in there to kind of like support and hold things up. Anyways, without getting too much into it, because I didn't know anything about it, but we were tasked to generate leads for people that were victims of that. Now, how do you target yeah, and make you look organic. You, yeah, unlike people that like horror movies or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, sports or hockey, I <laughs> go and be like, oh, people that have had, you know, interested in vaginal mesh. Like, so it's, but you made it work, we, it sounds like. We made it work. Okay. We made it work. We drove the leads at a cost, you know, because they're like, we know that we need leads at X amount. I don't know what the dollar was. I'm mean, going to guess something like $40, $50 per lead. And we were bringing leads in at their goal cost. So after that, I did realize that I'm like, look, you can make anything work on Facebook. It does. It comes at the cost of time and money. And having both is a really nice luxury and it makes it a lot easier. But for the folks that are really bootstrapped and whatnot, it's like it's usually going to come at the cost of time with a little bit of money. And those are interchangeable. Like the more money you have, the little less time you have because you can just throw money at it. Right. Um, but uh, I think, you know, uh, to circle back to like your very first question mark is that Facebook ads do work. Just takes time, takes some patience and uh, takes weeding through all of the BS that's out there, including everything that Facebook feeds you. Because I, I tell you to go through the course and I do recommend it because it gives you I recommend going through the course because it lets you, it teaches you how to navigate through the, the, the ads manager, the unit itself, right? Like how to set up the ad. That's what it's good for. Come talk to me when you actually want to make stuff work. And uh, uh, hopefully I have a few episodes with you guys, yeah. but uh, this is it. Um, I don't remember what we were specifically on if we can um, I think it was like ad copy and trying to figure out what works it sounds like just you have to be creative you know your book better than anybody else and so get creative with it try things out and you know throwing a little bit of modest money at it it sounds like and that's just part of being the author to invest in yourself and when you find a thing that works use it and when it stops working it, like Lucy you were saying that these things are changing constantly Get back in touch with someone. Talk to people again. Watch another video with John and, you know, yeah. get a new idea on how to twist it again. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's also another thing to consider as well is that you might have had a great ad and then and for a couple months it's doing awesome and you're making you're making your money back and all that. And then all of a sudden it stops working. That they, also happens. They but, eventually die. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, in the very beginning stages of Facebook, the lifespan of an ad was like two days. If you had an ad running for like more than two days, it would dramatically decrease in performance and it would die even though it's like, and then you would launch new ads, but the new ads are almost identical to the original ads. It's just 
was part of the algorithm where you had to constantly feed the machine fresh at fresh ads for it to like get served properly. Now, thank God is like, if you figure it out, if you crack the code and you get the right creative, it will run from like, we have ads that have ran for a year over, which is, it was kind of absurd. Wow. Like that's, that's a very, that's, okay. you know, that's a situation. Outlier. Yeah. That, that's an outlier, but we do have ads that have ran for a year. Um, and they still work well. So you do have to be creative. Um, uh, I do want to make sure to give folks, because I, like I said in the beginning, I, like, I ramble a little bit. I want to make sure that your guys' audience and those listeners get a good takeaway from this. Facebook ads work. As far as the video or the static, here's one like recommendation. Facebook will tell you different. Another guru will tell you different. I'll tell you personally, make it square. So one-to-one aspect ratio, because there's all these different sizes that you can do. Most traffic is on the phone now. So Facebook will tell you, like, I think it's like a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, which is a very tall. And it sounds very alluring because you're like, oh, well, that takes up the entirety of the screen. So I have more of an opportunity to, like, kind of hijack this person's time or whatever it is. But that is not all the ad units and feed the feed, which we mentioned in the beginning, which is the main ad unit that they're buying, that isn't that same ratio, right? Mm-hmm. So one-to-one square gives you most of the ad units. While it might not be optimal, you don't have to tinker with a lot if you do square, whether it's static or video. I would recommend that. Okay. Uh, it renders well on both. Uh, I wouldn't worry about too much about desktop traffic because desktop traffic is... I would say like 10% of Facebook traffic. Uh, it's really small percentage and it's continuing to get smaller. Mm-hmm. So I would focus on like, uh, even with the website and stuff like that is like, when you're creating your website, don't even look at the desktop version. Like you look at it afterwards. It should be mobile first. Like how does it look on mobile? Does it take up a good amount of the screen? Does it render well on mobile? And then, like make sure it's not broken on desktop because most of your traffic is going to be broken. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, this is great. I just had one more, one more quick question on this: is that there's often um, an option for someone to run their ads uh, concurrently on Instagram when they create them on Facebook. Um, I know, like, what what can people expect from that, and should they do it? Uh, There used to be a a pretty easy decision maker for that. And this was in the beginning days of Instagram is that, well, it's usually a younger audience, but Instagram is now like just as old of an audience as, as it is on Facebook for, for an author. I would say that, yes, it's fine. Leave it on Instagram. It might not convert as well. The thing um, you'll hear me like talk about like, Hey, newsfeed is the main ad unit and there's crappier ad units out there that Facebook offers. And when you get into this whole thing about creating the ads, there's a lot of options on Facebook to like, there's a lot of dials and buttons and whatnot that you can check on and off. One of the things that they offer you to do is select which ad units you want. And there's a a automatic placements that it just puts it on everything. And a lot of brands and stuff like that will be like, well, I don't want the, uh, this other, you know, uh, this other ad unit. I don't want this one. I only want news feed. And there was a period in time, like Lucy was saying, where like things get outdated really quick that I said, only run news feed. Right now I say automatic placements because 
when you when you check that you only want newsfeed, Facebook charges you a premium for that. Mm-hmm. So that by the time that you like people will look into their data once they get further into this and they go like, oh man, in this on Instagram, it's not doing anything. Let me turn off Instagram. When you do that to Facebook's algorithm, they go like, oh well, we're gonna charge you a little bit more because now this is like premium real estate that you're bidding on over here. And usually what happens is that when you leave the all placements button, yes, these are doing nothing over here, these specific ad units, but it's costing the same and you're getting those for free. You might as well leave them up. So I would say leave Instagram on. Um, um, circling back to, I, I just had a thought on, on uh, because I went off on the, the video part of it, but with, with the ad unit, instead of having to create five ads, it's like you create the one video, you can test three different headlines, right? Like that's, then now it's the same video, but three different headlines, those are three different ads. And then you can change the copy up on the top. These are all factors that play into how that ad performs. Um, in the olden days, it was very clearly, and I would say that it still mostly is the most important thing is the image or the video. Uh, but like before that was by far, like you can almost like eliminate the headline and the copy and it didn't really matter as long as you had a good video or image on there. Now though, that things are changing a little bit. I would say the headline and the copy on the top are like almost, you know, they're, it's a, a lot closer of a gap. I still mm-hmm. say that the video or the image is the main thing. The headline is a pretty close second. And then a very close third is that bit of copy. Those are the three main things that you can tweak on the ad itself mm-hmm. that dramatically uh, increase or de- decrease performance on the ad. And then your audience. Those are the those are the main things I would say for your your folks to focus on is like really dial in on your targeting. Whether it's people that like horror in general, or if it's some sort of niche within the horror, because even within horror, right? There's like, well, there's a guy that likes uh, zombies, vampires, werewolves, right? Yeah, vampires or clowns or whatever yeah. it is. There's very so. You can play with that a little bit. And that is the power of Facebook is that it does offer this ultra robust targeting that I don't think any other platform offers. As much as I like other platforms um, and the kind of hot water that Facebook is in, they do offer like the most data. They have collected the most data uh, on their users. <laughs> and, and it is all for this. I, I don't think they're doing anything too crazy with that other than like trying to Just service sell. ads. Well, no, that's very fair. I think that is a very uh, a fair approach to show both sides of it. And um, I love that at the end of the day, it really seems like on the author, it's a lot of perseverance and fortitude and just keep moving forward on it. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, if you're open to it, I really would love to have that session where maybe I, sh- I record my screen and we go through how to maybe set up some stuff with Shopify and link it back to the ad. Because I think uh, sometimes with these, I'm hearing what you're saying and it does make sense, but when I know when I get to that ads manager, it's going to feel weird. So maybe oh, yeah. a visual will be great for everyone. Yeah. And I talk about it and, and, and remember in the beginning that I've been doing this for 12 years. So everything feels 
super easy for me, but it, it would probably be on the other end for me of like, oh, well, I want to write a book and I'll be completely lost in the beginning versus you guys have done it, you know, and, and know how to work through those things. So there's little nuances in there, but I will say that it is not that hard, even without the experience. Um, seek some help. Uh, you, you, if, you, if you're in it, send you guys the questions, yeah. bounce them off and I'm happy to answer any questions. So that's actually you know, perfect. I love, yeah. that's how we love to end the scene. Like, please yeah. ask the questions. Everyone yeah. sometimes like, Oh, this is a great video. I have a feeling this one's going to get some questions. On. Yeah. If, <laughs> if there's questions, which I, I feel actually really guilty. It's really crazy that we've already been on for over an hour. <laughs> um, but there is so there is so much to do um, on Facebook Ads Manager, and I've compared it to people. It's like it, you know, it, it's Facebook is the hardest. It is the best one, but it is one of the hardest ones to understand. Uh, I look at Google Ads, for instance, and like Google Ads is like looking at a, a phone dial pad, right? There's only so many buttons, and you can only reach so many folks, and this is it. Versus being inside of Ads Manager and when you're setting up an ad and all the offerings they do, it's like the cockpit of a 747 where like all these little switches and all these little diodes and gauges, they all mean something. But as we progress further into this and we answer some more questions, there are a few main controls for this 747 or this, you know, Airbus a380 that's that is facebook is like here's this handle here's this and this is how we take off this is how we land and this is how we get there safely it's it is relatively easy we just have to get through the clutter and if there's a lot of clutter for your users i'm happy to answer any of those questions and get to the gritty i feel bad because i don't think i touched on the main controls um this will be a couple parters. We'll do it. There's a couple no. parters. It'll work. It'll work. I know. That's well, because you're right. You can only take in so much at one time. You get overloaded. Yeah. So I think this is perfect right here. Yeah. I think this is great, too, because I think we've given enough people uh, um, enough for people to think about in terms of making their own ads and in, in terms of evaluating creative that they see on Facebook from other people. Because as you were saying, like people might think, oh, wait, I see all these ads for all these, you know, self-help people and fitness coaches and, and things like this. And they're like, you know, they're like 600 words. They're a whole blog post. I should be doing that. And then you're like, well, no, that's so that's that's to qualify people out of it. They actually want that ad to be less successful. So they're running that copy. So it's just interesting. I think they're going to have a lot to think about and to think about like the creative first brainstorming and then we'll have plenty of time for you know helping people actually get to the nuts and bolts again creative is one of the main controls so that i'm happy with like that <laughs> will be our main driver and then after that there's a couple more uh, but I'm, I'm happy to get into it with you guys and, and your audience perfect and that's everybody's homework authors out there you're making a video you're finding someone to do something on fiverr come up with some great idea and we're going to have john lee back real real soon and um, we will jump into tiktok as well and some amazon stuff thank you again for your time john we hope to talk to you real real soon thank you very awesome. much thank you so much thank you. bye guys